Hello, and welcome to episode 78 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. I'm James. And this week, we're going to start with a, a surprise announcement. Uh, surprise! We have a new addition to the Casual Tripod uh, family. The Casual yeah. Tripod has a, a new member, Gavin Wakefield. Uh, my wife uh, had a baby. I guess I had, had a baby. I can't say I had a baby. I... <laughs> I like well, I mean, watched. You, I watched the baby happen. I took part you took in it. Part and part of it. <laughs> nine months ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I I pre I preheated the oven and walked away, and the bread there came out go. nine months later. So well, congratulations, thank buddy. you. That's why we had uh, last week's episode was recorded early because yeah. her uh, she was supposed to have the baby on Wednesday and ended up having it a day early. Yeah, and, and you almost missed it, right? Almost missed what? Oh, yeah. The baby. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> my wife was like, nothing's going to happen tonight. I was like, okay, well, she's just go home and sleep in, in the bed. I was like, cool. I was like, she said, I said, what time do you want me here? She said, somewhere around 9. She said, I'm going to eat breakfast at like 8. So I woke up. was like, yo, how was breakfast? I didn't hear anything back. I was like, she's probably still asleep. So I worked <laughs> out, did stuff around the house, and rolled in at like 10. And she's like yeah. legit mid labor. And I was like, huh. Oh. And they came in and they're like, yo, this baby's going to come out now. And that was at like 10 15. <laughs> and then the baby happened at like 10 40. Yeah. So like I would have got like worst husband ever if I would have rolled in at like 10 <laughs> 45 and been like, oh, there's a baby here. Ah. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. And then he, he had some issues, so we didn't get to leave until, so that was Tuesday. We didn't leave till Friday. So mm -hmm. was in the hospital didn't for- Didn't plan on keeping him for a while anyway, because of uh, COVID times or whatever anyway? Well, they don't, they want you to get out of there as quickly as possible. So you oh, don't, like, okay. so you don't get COVID from oh, the hospital. Gotcha. So if things would have gone better, he, mm -hmm. we would have been there like for a day. We were mm -hmm. there for three, because he was like, yeah, he had some had some issues. He's had yeah. baby's first visit to radiology in his life already, and he's like not even a week oh, old boy. yet. Yeah, so did some stuff, but I was still banging out drafts in the <laughs> hospital room. Um, yeah, I think I sent you a message one night at like twelve thirty, right? Yeah, yeah. Got to like, get them wins. Getting those wins, man. <laughs> um, I I do have one draft that I did not put towards my record. Because halfway yeah. through pack two, they're like, does someone want to accompany him uh, to radiology? And I was like, sure. Hey, wife, pick blue and black cards. <laughs> she, When I came back, she's like, I tried to think about your mana curve. So I tried to pick some <laughs> some some low some low cost stuff or some high cost stuff. I had a whole bunch of rise from the graves and not a lot of ways to put stuff in the graveyard. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> I mean, at least she was cognizant of the mana curve she having was. never played magic before. She was. She's done one in-person draft. I was like, pick a color and okay. stick with it. So I think she picked every white card in that draft. I think she ended up with like, probably killed it, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think she had an anaphens of a uh, the Kindry spirit. So ah. it was, yeah. So that draft doesn't count, but that is the fastest way to train wreck a draft. It's yeah. just to someone who's played like. 10 games of magic in their life halfway through a draft go pick blue and black cards and walk away <laughs> when you were already muddling what through the first wrong? pack and a half you were like i think i'm blue black and then you're just like i guess i'm blue black 
<laughs> I got one win. I was like, okay, that's that's at least that's, we've salvaged something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, we're gonna try to do our our normal thing. Hopefully, uh, I can still edit. Um, we will we will see how much time I have, but. Yeah, we'll give you. We'll give you call them the tiny terrorists. You got to work yeah. around the tiny terrorists. Got to work around schedule. the tiny the tiny terrorist schedule because like he will just keep you up at all hours. Yeah. So, but we're gonna get get you guys something. So if you want to something, tr- yeah. something, something, it it will <laughs> it will show up in the podcast app. So we assume it'll be a podcast. But, sure. <laughs> um, but if you want to tweet at us, you can get at us at Casual Tripod on Twitter. Yep, you can hit us up on Facebook, Casual Tryhard MTG. Uh, like I said, I'm not as diligent about checking Facebook lately, but I still do check it a couple nights a week. I've just had enough of Facebook for a little while, so I'm taking a time out. Um, you can also email us, show at casualtryhardmtg.com. That I do check every day. Uh, that's a pretty good way to get a hold of us. We have our TCG affiliate link. If you want to pick up any sweet new Core 21 cards, I will give you guys a quick tip. Prices are cheap right now, so if there's anything you're interested in, you may want to go snag it. I spent like two hundred dollars on Core Twenty One singles. Yeah, I didn't get as much as I wanted because I was like, I had made my list, and then I went on there. I was like, oh, like extended art pack leaders are like a dollar. I guess I mm-hmm. have to buy eight of them. I was only planning on buying four, but <laughs> or fifty since like. Everything is ridiculously cheap. Yeah, the foil alt art scavenging oozes. Like six dollars or something. Uh they were almost eight when I picked them okay. up. But yeah, super cheap. I was expecting to pay forty to forty five dollars a piece for them. Yeah, they're um, they're super duper cheap. The borderless lily, like this lily's good. Like I realize she doesn't have a home right now, but this lily is good. This lily is like almost Lily of the Veil good. And borderless copies were under ten dollars yeah i bought uh just one but i bought a uh a showcase chandra mm-hmm. it was two dollars and fifty cents yeah and it's just like oh okay yeah so if you're looking to pick up any core 21 cards i uh, highly suggest First off, following our TCG affiliate link, so we get a small percentage of whatever you buy, help keep keep the show going. But uh, go through the list and fill out your collection a little bit, because these prices aren't going to stay low for long, I don't think. Um, yeah. There's also like another thing that we kind of you know touched on in Discord a little bit, and I think we've been tossing back and forth quite a bit since uh, COVID hit. Is like these sets are going to be under opened, so when it does come time to start playing Magic and Paper again. Uh, I have a feeling some of these cards are going to get kind of spiky. Yeah, and if there's anything you think is like remotely eternal playable, yeah, like this is the time to get them. Like, you know, if you think Storm Entity is something that will, or Storm Wing Entity is something that'll last, yeah, or will like it's being played in Legacy right now, and it might just be like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is new, let's try it out. Mm -hmm. But if it ends up catching on and being a Legacy playable card. Yep. Right, they're gonna be really expensive because, like, no one's gonna open this set. Like, I think Aquaria has a chance of being opened later mm-hmm. because yeah. people hopefully will come back to the stores and go like, "That was a fun draft environment." Yeah, I don't think anyone's gonna be like, "Oh man, I really want a draft corset." Let's order yeah. some old corsets and do a draft. Right. 
have you seen uh, prices for mystery booster boxes? No. $195. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, supposedly, that was the last run. There there are no more. Okay. Not, not going back to print. And kind of like you were alluding to with Akoria, it was a very well-loved draft format. Like, yeah. I would draft Mystery Booster all day, every day, if I could. And I think that because that was cut super short because of COVID, those prices are reflecting that right now. Yeah. And I think that, you know, Ikoria and this set, if you if you have cards that you think are going to be good, like mm-hmm. now is the time to get them. Yep. As Before I look they at, find out. As I look at General Kudro of Draineth, my, my four <laughs> that I got, just because I'm like, oh, this is going to get played somewhere. It's a human. It's a human. Yep. So, yeah. You can get at us on yeah. Discord. Like we said, we have our Discord uh, at, well, whatever, the link's in the description. See, I, I took yep, over the Discord the part. Um, <laughs> I usually do that. Yeah, and I skipped the Patreon part. See, this is why James has the whole back half. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, the uh, Discord link is in the description. It's also uh, one of our pinned posts on Facebook, and it's a pinned tweet on Twitter. And if you can't find it in any of those places, feel free to get a hold of either of us anywhere you feel like you can get a hold of us, Twitter, uh, Facebook, email, wherever, and we can shoot you a personal link to invite you into our yeah. Discord. We do have a bunch of new people that have popped in over the last couple of days. So hello. Yeah, much appreciated. Thank you. Yeah. Um, if you got any questions, that's a good place to uh, kind of get the group opinion on things. Um, we do have our Patreon if you want to support us a little bit more directly than just purchasing through TCG Player. Um, our Patreon is patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. There's a bunch of different tiers. As long as you're helping us support the show, we don't care which tier you pick. We appreciate you. So thanks for that. Uh, Patreons do get a uh, early access to show notes to let you know what's upcoming in the next week's episode. Um, I try and put them up usually the day before the show goes live. And we also record our pre-show ramblings. You absolutely never know what you're going to get. Never know what you're going to so, get. Yep. And I usually post those up on Tuesdays. So yeah. you can look out for that also. Perks of being a patron. Yep. We've not had a lot of time, but we do have our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had, yep. uh, we've had we uh, had the set review went up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, for if you want to smiling faces. Yep. I guess I have enough uh, bucks for one more draft. Maybe mm-hmm. I should break down and record that draft for the people, but we will we will see. Yeah, see if the tiny terrorist will let you do that first. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he will or not. <laughs> uh, he's got uh, some very uh, some very particular ideas. Yeah, but he doesn't tell you none when of which involve drafting. None of which would involve drafting. He doesn't tell you when any of these ideas are going to happen. Oh, okay. He's just like, hey, guess what? I'm up now. It's 3 o'clock <laughs> now in the morning. The time. <laughs> I'm up right now. Okay, cool. Yeah. I wasn't, but I guess I am now. Thanks. <laughs> so, yeah, the uh, last couple of weeks have been a little hectic for you because of Tiny Human, and my work has been absolutely insane. So we apologize for the last couple of shows being a little bit out of order than we normally do them. Uh, hopefully, we'll be getting back to a regular schedule in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully you get a schedule by then. We also need some ideas for show topics. So whatever you guys feel like listening to us ramble about, you can hit us up in any of the above ways of contacting us. 
There is a room in our Discord specifically for show ideas. You can pop in there. Or like I said, I check our email all the time. You can shoot us an email if you want to. Um, we're also talking about bringing back the adopt a deck. So yeah. if you have any ideas for a deck that you want our impressions on, feel free to post it up in the adopt a deck room in our Discord. And we'll uh, we'll go through and see what we got. Yeah, there are some uh, new decks in Core 21 standard that mm-hmm. have popped up. So mm-hmm. there could be some things to, to try. So if you guys have anything you're interested in, uh, we probably need some uh, some constructed decks to play. Yep. Yeah, uh, I think the last the last constructed deck that I was into was that mono black list that I did. You ever tweet that out? I forgot to go back and look. Uh, I I retweeted was the uh, Manguchi list. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I re- I retweeted it. Okay. I had yep, your back. That was a, thank you. I appreciate that. No problem. Uh, that that was a fun one. It felt pretty. It felt pretty strong. Apparently, as of like last Thursday, according to Arena Decklist podcast. The number yeah. one deck on ladder was a mono blacklist. Was it? Okay. It was uh like rotting regisaur, spawn of mayhem, like yep. just a little bit of creature interaction and just like big stompy black stuff. Yep, that's basically what that deck was. So. Um, black has a pretty good removal suite right now. So there's there's a lot of good reasons to be in black. You got uh Grasp of Darkness, Eliminate, and Noxious Revival. Yeah, the deck wasn't playing any murderous rider. There was something else it was playing, though. Nah, I don't remember. I guess I there's Heartless Act. Play. Yeah, there's Heartless Act. There's a lot of counters floating around, though, so Heartless Act isn't quite as good. Yeah, but there there's a lot of stuff, so if there's something you're interested in, let us know. Yep. If you want us to ramp into Ugin, I guess we will. Like That sounds reasonable. Yeah, twist my arm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I get to play my 8-drop on turn 5, you say. Go on. Yeah, strange how we just... We just uh, decided that that was too good for standard, but here we are again. Here we are again. Let's go. Okay. Yep. So I think that both of us have spent a lot of time in Core 21 Limited. Yeah, I actually like this limited format more than I thought I would. I was having a lot of fun drafting. It's fine. I have I have some complaints, but it might just be like okay. you know me being grumpy. Maybe. Uh, so what have you thought thus far? So far, my... I think my best draft decks have been very aggro, either red-white or red-black. Um, I think the red-white lists are stronger than the red-black lists, at least the ones that I've drafted. I kind of keep getting like put in a trap where I'll start off with a great idea, like, oh, you know, I found this lore scale and like the rare was garbage, so I start with a lore scale, right? And then the next couple picks are shrines. And I'm like, oh, I'm four colors right now, and I have all these shrines. And then the deck turns up being a dumpster fire because my mana's awful, but I have all these shrines, so I have to play them. I forget what draft it was, what my record was. I think it was bad. Oh, my five-color shrines deck was a 1-3. I had the rare. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I went I went 1-3. It was not great. Yeah. I don't know. Like every time I see the shrines played against me, every single one of them is so impactful. Like they always do something. Yeah. That when I see them, like in draft, I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 this card crushed me. And I get, you know, shrines are better when you have a bunch of them. So I'll take every one. And then I always end up with this pile of cards that doesn't do anything because, like, I tried to make shrines work. Yeah. So I, I, think- I don't know if it's just me or if they're. I don't know. I think it's just a trap for me to fall into. I think that like 
Like the black shrine, you can just put in a deck. If you're playing oh, yeah, swamps, you can great. just play the black shrine. I think the I same way. The blue ones the same way. That's what I say. The blue ones the exact same way. If you're playing islands, you just drop the blue shrine in your deck. Doesn't matter yeah. what your deck's trying to do. A right. free loot every turn is what your deck's trying to do. Right. So you just take that and you're good. And then like the red shrine is very strong, but I think it needs more help than those ones. Yeah. And then the green and the white one are like whatever. Like, um, I think the white one's kind of actively like, bad. Yeah, I like the green one because the green one helps all of your fixing. Yeah. So, like, the green one kind of ties the shrine deck together a little bit because you don't have to work as hard to make your mana right. You're not going to take the green shrine and just be happy having the green shrine. Right, right? yeah. you got to take the you green always shrine. always rather have a cultivate. Yeah, and it, yeah, and it needs friends. Right. Where, like, the blue and the black shrine, you're just happy to have that card in your deck. The yeah. red shrine, you want at least one other shrine to, mm. like, be in play. Because, like, dealing one isn't enough. No. Dealing two, then you like can actually, like, get a card a lot of times for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but dealing one is kind of like, eh. And then the green shrine is like, okay, if I'm, like, if you're green-red and you have a blue shrine, you're like, oh, if I had get the... The green shrine that'll help me fix for my blue shrine or whatever. Okay. But yeah, I think the shrines are kind of like, they're good. Yeah. But like, they're so hard to make work. And this is like, I think the mana, I don't know if we just got spoiled by Akoria and Akoria having really good fixing. Yeah. The fixing in this set is like god awful. Yeah. And. The number of games where I have just like mauled the six and kept like three islands, a blue card and two red cards, and then like Mm -hmm. 10 turns later have not drawn a red source is like, I don't know. I probably have 10 or so of those games, maybe more where I just like did not participate in the game because like, it's just like I have the standard like nine, eight mana base and no way to like go get any lands. I don't think it's just going to get any lands though. And this may be just me. I have absolutely no data to back this up, but it seems to me like I'm not seeing as many comes into play tap lands as we did. Yeah. Maybe it's just people like prioritizing them differently in draft and they're not getting to me or I have, I'm not sure, but it I seems have, like I'm not seeing as many. I have started taking them way earlier. Like yeah. I have like pick six or seven. Mm-hmm. If I'm like, mm-hmm. I think I'm blue red and the blue red tap lands there. I'll just take it. Yeah. Cause I'm like, well, I need to be able to cast this spell. Like, you know, turn to slags, not great. But, like, you could probably have one in your deck and not, like, be embarrassed. But the number of times it's just, like, oh, I have, like, five islands and a mountain. I guess this turn Mm -hmm. to slag is a blank. Right. And it's just, like, ah. See, I just, like, I wish the fixing was better. Like, because I just Mm -hmm. feel like I've had a lot of games that are just, like, stone non-games because of it. Yeah. So your impression with, like, the red-white aggro list kind of yeah. matches what uh this week's limited resources is about talking about how this is an aggressive format and like red white is a strong deck 
Well, look um, at that. I'm smart. Yeah. I was going to say, like, <laughs> I don't know if it's just, like, at, at higher spots on the ladder. Because there's mm-hmm. a lot of times, like, when I first started playing the format, I was like, oh, this feels like it's very value-oriented. Mm-hmm. And every so often you run into an aggro deck, but you, but I guess you have the tools to blunt the aggression, but you just have to make sure yeah. you take them. It, it's kind of awkward to play an aggro deck when the life gain deck is so good also. And the life gain deck is very good. It has some interesting draws that you're just like, oh, I guess I'm I'm done here. Yeah. Like the stupid one mana one one life linker. You know, if they have the, mm-hmm. the, the uncommon and they just attack into you and pump that thing, you're like, oh, even if I block, I'm taking three. Right. And they gain four life. I mm-hmm. lost the game to uh, double whatever. What is that card that turns a creature into a four four? Oh, the angel thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I attacked and they like angeled their wall. Oh. And then blocked my stuff and I was like, okay. And then they played like a goblin wizardry, and then they angeled their goblin token. Oh boy! And I was just like, whoa. They did made the angel. I was like, fine. Yeah. Like bounce it, and then like they're like, oh. Make another one. I'm like, why do you have so many of these cards? Why? How, how do you feel about that deck? The um, spell, the spells deck. I really like it. I had what I yeah. thought was a good version of it, and went five three. But I had like three riddle forms. I could have had a fourth, but I took a dual land over it. Yeah, I know. Again, uh, the LR thing is. I think they think that that might be the best deck, but I think LSV always thinks that the blue red spells deck might be is the best deck in the format. Yeah. So I don't know how much of that is real and how much of it is like, you know, he gets to cast a LSB lot of spells. And, yeah, he casts a lot of car- yeah. spells, sees a, sees a lot of cards. But you do definitely have like, you know, turns where your opponent's at like 15 mm-hmm. and you've got like, you know, two of the like two, two flying prowess guys and then they die. Right. It's like, oh, cool. Like crash through, shock you, opt, opt. Okay, you're dead. Yeah. Or whatever. And so like it does have those kind of like explosive, like, okay, I win now. Yeah. But I think that deck well, is good. You get into it pretty easy because like Scorching Dragonfire and Shock are relatively high picks. Right. And they will and they put you in that kind of deck. You're like, Oh, I already have all these mm-hmm. spells. Now this Mistral Singer looks way better because yeah. I've I've already taken like two really good cards. Yeah, one of one of my six win drafts was a blue red spells deck. I ended up with two of the uh, uncommon that makes a weird and returns a spell to your hand. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, the cryptic command, the sublime epiphany. Oh, that card is I I've cast that and just had people concede or like have been behind and been like, yeah. counter your thing, bounce your thing, copy my Roman ghost light and draw a card. Yeah. And bounce your other thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, you have no board now, and I have six power worth of flyers. Right. Yeah, that card is quite strong. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had anybody concede to the first one, but I did have people concede to me getting it back. (laughs) (laughs) Fair, fair. Yeah, that card is is very, very good. If Mm -hmm. you get to six mana, you just get to six mana, and you're like, well, if I just don't tap out, I have a card. I have a creature. Right. I guess I win this game now. Yeah, like that deck is 
I mean, obviously it's a spells deck, so it's meant to be played, you know, kind of at instant speed. But there's enough, like, relevant stuff to do with your mana if you, like, are trying to leave six mana up for that, that even if you, they don't present you an opportunity to blow them out, you still don't feel like a clown for not casting anything. Yeah, you could just like, be like, oh, Goblin frantic. Wizardry is an instant. Yeah. Or, like, yeah, Frantic Search or, or Frantic Inventory or whatever. Yeah, you're just like, yeah, whatever, I'll inventory. And then they don't think anything of, like... Oh, they inventory and hope they were gonna like draw extra spells or something. They don't. I think they I don't think they just assume like, oh, they're holding up this rare. Yeah. Um, rewind has been really good. Yeah, I don't think I've put that card in my deck. I think I would if I had multiple like wizardries, but I've not had like a draft where I have like wizardry and that. Oh no, I have. Yeah. I think. Um, I mean, it's great with just a removal spell too, though. Yeah. Counter like their if you thing rewind and... their. Yeah, you rewind their four drop and then kill their three drop, and you time walk them basically. Yeah, I just four mana counters aren't always aren't particularly good. So, like, I think well, there's a hard yeah, high bar for really me to four mana counter. Yeah, you have to have the instant to pair with it though, because like if you don't have well, the right, instant to pair with in it, spell deck, like um. I mean, I haven't listened to any of the current LRs, but when they were doing the set review, like there's there's enough stuff like for this deck where you're only realistically running like, you know, 10 creatures maybe. Yeah. Like there's just enough action for you to do otherwise. Like I don't think it's really a stretch for you to have something to do in your blue-red spells deck to pair with your, your rewind. Fair. So what other cards have you liked in the format? Liliana's uh, Devotee or whatever, the zombie, human wizard, zombie lord or whatever. Yeah. That card is fantastic. Like, I really didn't think that card was going to be good. Every single time I've cast it, it's won me the game. It definitely will, like, grind you out if you're playing against it. The number of times that, like, they make a trade and then you get that played post-combat. Uh-huh. And they just, like, get a 2-2. You're like, oh, that explains that attack. Oh, yeah. And, like, if you can mount any sort of pressure and keep that thing alive, you kind of just win. Like, the 3-2 body that it makes because it pumps the 2-2 zombie or whatever, that 3-2 will trade with a lot of the format. Like, things are sized appropriately enough where it just works. Yeah. The card does have a tendency to, like, take over a game. Yeah. Like, it has it has to be the thing you kill kind of immediately. Mm-hmm. And it's a 2-3? Right. So, like, yep. shock doesn't get it. Like, you're kind of at, like, grasp, eliminate, yep. and scorching dragon fire. So, like, grasp and scorching dragon fire at common kind of trade even with it. Yeah. So, um, anything else? Is there anything that you've been super impressed with? I think Lana War Visionary is just like a ridiculous card. Yeah. Like, the number of times I cast it and just feel like so good on the inside, and it's like, oh, this is so great. <laughs> Yeah. Right. That is like the card I want to like draft more than anything. Yeah. Just like, oh, I have this thing and I want to ramp into it now, so I guess I'm gonna take this. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's like, oh, I guess I'm you know take a red rare and if I see that, oh, I guess I'm red green now because I got a, a land of war visionary. <laughs> that card has been really really good. Does it's weird the way want. things are sized in this set. Like I had mentioned, that three two trades with like the three two body trades with a lot. Like the two two body of the visionary is like oddly relevant too for some reason. If the 
format is like a is a more aggressive format, right? Yeah. Like then it's a format of a bunch of two drops, right? And so like if your three replaces itself and gets to trade with a card of theirs, yeah, like, that's really important. So just like a three mana two two that replaces itself is just like oh I now I get to trade with their like magmut or whatever, right? Uh, as opposed to like sky scanner you're like oh magma just eats this Mm -hmm. um seasoned hollow blade like i've lost Mm -hmm. multiple games to that card yep like i think only like one spell in the form or two spells in the format really kill it yeah right grasp of darkness and uh what is the three in a red like deal five and it loses indestructible um yeah what is that soul seer or something yeah yeah, something like that. Like those are like the only two cards in the format that kill it. Mm-hmm. And like they, they play that on two, and you're just like, oh, this entire game is about me trying to figure out how to kill this stupid three two, or three mm-hmm. one, three one. Yeah, card is quite good. How do you think it compares with uh, Adanto Vanguard? That's kind of like its closest. Yeah, I think Vanguard was just better. Yeah, I think Vanguard was better too. Like having to give up a card, like Vanguard, yeah, you rough. traded three life for yeah, or four life for the um, for their removal spell or their creature. Yeah. This being like an actual card, like fine, you can like turn a bad card into you know a zero mana, uh, make this indestructible. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, you wouldn't play that card. Right. I think you'd play like double Phyrexian mana for give this creature indestructible. Right. And so I think Vanguard's better, but like I guess the trade off is is that this is a three one when it blocks. Right. So it just gets to trade with more stuff. Yeah, the Vanguard was a vampire too, right? Which was kind of like sometimes relevant. Yeah, it was really relevant when they uh, in the Soren decks. Yeah. Like I don't think Hollow Blade is gonna become like a standard staple, like Vanguard right. did. Yep, I agree. Per usual, I've tracked all of my drafts. Mm-hmm. I have. I'm at seventy five and sixty five for like a fifty seven, almost fifty eight percent win rate. Uh, That's pretty good. Nah, not bad, not bad. Like I said, I've had a few drafts that I just kind of feel like you know, like you know, I didn't get to play a game or two in it because of like mana issues. You know, the classic limited stuff of, like, they play a turn for a Garrick, and you're just like, oh, cool. Yeah. But, you know, I don't think any of the Planewalkers are too, too ridiculous. No, I don't think so. I've had I've had Lily be really good, like, once against me, and I've had to yeah. be, like, so-so some other times. I, uh, I drafted uh, Chandra once yeah. in my red-white deck, and it was, like, the nuts. Oh, yeah, that card's really strong. I don't think I've yeah. done the, like, when I had it, I think I had, like, I usually, like, killed a thing or two, and then people were like, yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm out now. They just scooped it up. Yeah. I found Ugin twice, once in a deck that could really, like, use it, mm-hmm. and Ugin is still Ugin. Right. It's still very good. Very good. Yeah, just like wrapping your opponent's board and leaving yourself with like two things. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the four man of five mana four four that makes a copy of itself if you have doubles of a card? Chrome replicator or whatever. Yeah. 
that card's good. I think the draft I, I have to play right now, I yeah. think it was my first pick. I think it was my pack one pick one was that. Huh. I, I don't think I've played with that card yet. I never really prioritized it. Yeah. The archetypes kind of like Ikoria, like really rely on you having multiples of things. Like, yeah. you know, if you're blue, black reanimator, you have multiple of te- uh, Teferi's, um, whatever is it? Whatever the, the, the this card. Tutelage? Tu- not tutelage. The, the two Tutelous and a blue, insight. two, three. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that you loot for one yeah, and a blue. You have a protégé? couple. Protégé? Protégé. Yeah, protégé. You have a couple of those, but you, yeah. you end up with a lot of duplicates because, like, your archetype kind of demands it. So, mm-hmm. like, just getting, like, effectively an 8-8's worth of power and toughness for five mana yeah. will get the job done. Yeah, that's um, true. I was all proud of myself. I was like, oh, man, I figured out that you take, uh, what is it, Drowsing Pteranodon? And yeah, then I you like play, that card a lot. And then you play Pride Malkin on turn three and you just start bashing with a 4-4 Trample? Yeah. Yeah, they, that was just all they talked about on LR was that Pride Malkin uh, text is actually put this counter on a drowsing pteranodon. I was like, <laughs> oh, I thought I had figured something out. But like yeah. that that can give you a really fast start. Um, yep. The Hydra that puts a plus one, plus one counter on itself when you put a counter on something else. Yeah, I haven't played with that at all. I had someone go like like two drop, play that as a two two, play Bossry's Acolyte. Oh put yeah. a counter on the Hydra and the and their two drop. And then another counter on the Hydra. And then another counter went on the Hydra. And then the next turn they played another Acolyte and they put oh, a counter yeah. on the first Acolyte and their two drop and put two counters on the Hydra. Wow, yeah, that seems pretty good. I was like, huh, that's real good. I'm dead. I'm super yeah. dead. <laughs> um there are a lot of like little I think we've said it before, like pocket synergies where maybe you don't have like you may have a deck that has a theme, but you'll have mm-hmm. these like little interactions that you're like, Oh, that's a really cute interaction. Like in the the green white counters deck, like we said. I remember coming across a couple of them while I was, you know, jamming a bunch of drafts, but none of them are popping into mind right now. Yeah. We're giving you guys that that, that fresh hot content. Um, yeah, quality content. Quality after content. Schedules have been wrecked for two weeks. But this format is pretty is fine. Yeah, I, mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's been it's been fine. So I have a few more drafts left, and then I'll get into standard. I'm mm-hmm. trying to, like I said, I'm trying to hold off on opening my packs until Jumpstart comes. So yeah, I cracked a few of mine because I needed some wilds to build. Um, I forget what deck I was putting together. I think it was that mono black deck. I needed a couple wilds for it, so I cracked some of them, but I've still got like 60 or something, I think. Yeah, I've got probably around, you said you had like 79 packs when you were done. Yeah. I'm somewhere yeah. in that neighborhood, like yeah. low 80s or something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, feeling pretty good about how limited it has gone. So yeah. what has constructed... <laughs> Uh, look like I've again I've not checked in a whole lot bunch but I have like you know heard some things and whatnot so what have yeah, you seen I, well I, I haven't played a ton of standard mainly because what I had pictured standard to be is basically I think what standard is and it's not something that I had 
enjoyed a whole lot in the last you know eight to ten months i was gonna say so i was gonna say six months but eight to ten months is more re- a reasonable assessment yeah so me expecting that to continue isn't really you know forcing me to or motivating me to play a whole bunch of standard right now um so i've been playing a little bit of historic and we'll check in with historic in a minute but mainly like ramp into ugin is now a thing instead of ramp into agent yeah and- it's it's funny, like there's definitely a part of like the magic community that's just like, yeah, we're ramping into Ugin. This is a thing you do. And then yeah. like Crokey's like two days ago was like, Ugin is a fine card like to play, but I don't think it's the only thing you should be like doing. It was very much, he yeah. was just like, Ugin's like whatever. And it's like, how is Ugin just whatever, dude? Yeah, I don't know what to think about Crokey's because... Obviously, he plays a whole bunch of magic, at least arena, and is good at at least arena. But he doesn't have like the same magic background, I don't think, yeah. as most of the people that we follow. So I think he kind of has a unique take on the game. Yeah, that and, was that was something that uh, a while back the uh, the arena decklist guys had brought up was like he will look at things not through like you know 15 or 20 years of history with the game right and just instead be like well what's the most busted thing i can do i'm gonna do Mm -hmm. that and not have the normal like considerations of like well what about interaction and what about this like the uh because like he was the jeskai luca deck was kind of something that he had worked on and it was like you know like i don't think i would have envisioned doing that with like all my time in magic would have told me maybe this isn't great but no, he just jammed it, and it was the most powerful thing you could do, so that's what we did. Yep. So, yeah, he just has a different approach to things. Mm-hmm. So, Which is fine. I mean, it, it obviously is working out well for him. He's very accomplished in the arena world, for yes. sure. Yes. But, but yeah, yeah no, I, don't, I, I don't think he has the same the same outlook on a format as you know people that are a little bit more enfranchised, or like even people that may not be as enfranchised, but have some sort of you know paper background yeah but i mean i think ramp into ugin is one of the things that we are just doing oh yeah uh, i kind of put down here like standard bant as well yeah. as like a deck that's just the deck from like four weeks ago mm-hmm. like i think they've cut a few cards and put in like two of the new teferi and two ugins and called it like a new deck yeah but yeah, like we're we're still like ramping super hard. Mm-hmm. I have seen some like Esper controlly lists popping up. Okay, that are like Shadow the Sky and New Teferi with Old Teferi. Um, they seem fine. Like a, they're a difficult matchup for anything that I had played against them. So I think that the lists are fine. I don't know how they do in the face of like an like a resolved Ugin. They probably just lose. Yeah. Probably, but, but I think a lot of stuff just loses to a resolved Ugin. Yeah. Scavenging Ooze is yes. being played in basically every single green deck. And, you know, that's really no surprise. Ooze is, if you haven't played with it, it is a very, very good card that you may not realize the potential of when you first look at it. Yeah, I, I got crushed by it in draft a few times. It was just like, you know, a two-mana yeah. 6-6 six, six by the, the end of the game. game. before life. Yeah. yeah, and then like the next draft, I played a scavenging. I drafted a scavenging ooze and just crushed people with it. Yeah. So it's very, 
it's a way more powerful card than it looks on face value. Yeah. The kind of the problem with the format is the problem we've had with the format for a while, which is that wilderness reclamation should not still be legal. So the mm-hmm. best deck in the format is probably still team wreck. Yeah. The SEG arena event this weekend was won by team wreck. Yeah. So like team wreck is still just kind of the boot on the format. Mm-hmm. So at least till September, at least till September. But that is just like, I don't know. We have the same problem that we've talked about, which is we get a new set and we have the same like four decks. Yeah. In standard, which I guess will happen when you have like, you know, a handful of, well, I don't even think that like the guilds cards were a problem, right? Team erect or wilderness reclamation, not great, but I think the Mm -hmm. rest of the cards in like, guilds and Ravnica Allegiance were fine. Like, I don't think there's mm-hmm. anything that was just like egregious. Yeah. But then you get like War of the Spark and then like, like the next like three sets. Yeah. were kind of egregious. Yeah. And like a Quarry design. Yeah. Fire design. And a Quarry is egregious with the old companion mechanic. Yeah. Like now it's, it's fine. It's mm-hmm. like a reasonable set. But when you have like that string of sets, like, you know, War, Core 20, Throne, and Theros, mm-hmm. like, you have to do so much. Like, you can't make a set that changes the metagame. Right. Because if you make a, cha- a set that changes this metagame, like, you have to print even more ridiculous cards. Right. So, like, I think we just have to wait for kind of the busted cards to rotate out for there mm-hmm. to, like, be a true, like, shakeup. Yeah. So, but I've got some ideas I want to try that are, you know, probably janky. But mm-hmm. I want to get these drafts out of my system. And, you know, priorities. I also have been playing The Last of Us 2. So, you know, yeah. I got to find time. I got to get my I get my four wins and I'm, like, out. I'm, like, zombies, go. <laughs> uh, in between caring for tiny terrorist yeah in in, in between ter- uh caring for him yeah. you know i try to be a good dad i'm upstairs playing video games and i hear him cry and i pause and i run downstairs i'm like everything okay do you need some assistance <laughs> okay you're good all right i'm gonna go back upstairs <laughs> i don't want to just like stay upstairs while he's crying and just be like yeah parenting <laughs> This is how you do this, right? <laughs> so you just you just hide in the in another part of your house where you can't make eye contact. <laughs> awesome. Close uh, the door so it's muffled. Close the door. I'm, uh, I'm keeping the kitties out. Is yeah. what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't want the cats to come in here. Yeah. All right. So you've been uh, you broke historic. Yeah, I've been kind of on a tear. I don't I don't know what's happening. I brewed up kind of a new version of the tempered steel deck. That's red white. Um, I saw a couple lists running around that were well, like the original list was mono white, I think. And yeah. then I saw a couple lists that were blue white, and they were playing um, Emery and Psy. And I said, oh, you know, there's some pretty good red cards. We just got this new dragon that cares about artifacts. That's kind of a natural home. And also, Embercleave is an artifact that cares about being aggressive. So that's fun. 
And then Heartfire gives you a little bit of reach. So I built a list that kind of splashed red for those three cards. And I've been killing it. Um, I've only been playing best of one, but I've got like a 67% win rate with it. So I know that you said that there are some things you might want to change going forward, Mm -hmm. but that you thought this is a pretty good place to start. Yeah. I I wanted to like try uh, Gadrak is the dragon, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, I wanted to try him out and see how good he was. So I just jammed four copies in there because I wanted to see how good he was. And he's kind of overwhelming or underwhelming. Like the deck really doesn't get that many artifacts in play. Like if you have, you know, two of your X creatures and a jousting, whatever it is, the sparring, was it sparring dummy? Yeah. And, uh, like a steel overseer, you're kind of winning anyway. And Gedrak is just kind of win more. And, like, you don't really want to trade your guys off in combat because you're trying to go, like, a little tall with them. So it's hard for you to trigger him, like, to make treasures. The heart fire helps a little bit because you can use, you know, use your removal spell and then you end up getting two treasures off Gedrak. But four is probably too many. I have since cut it back. I think I'm on two right now. And I went up an Ember Cleave because every time I cast an Ember Cleave, I won like almost on the spot. And I'm not sure like if there's anything else that Red gives you that's worthwhile. Oh, I swapped out. I think the list that I sent you had Experimental Frenzy. I swapped those out for Mystic Forges. Okay, I was just thinking like, would you rather have the Pizza Oven or Yeah, uh, Experimental Frenzy? So yeah, actually, now that you, now that you've tweeted that, I should probably send you my current list so you can tweet out my current list i'll send out the current um, list i did put this is a first draft so pe- the people yeah. know it's a work in progress um, but yeah the deck's been a lot of fun like i said i, I have a average of a 69 percent win rate and best of one uh nice <laughs> it's it's actually like 80 86 or 87 percent when i'm on the play and like 59 or something like that when i'm on the draw it's, oh uh, it's best kind of, of one yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to win 90% of my games if I win the die if I win the die roll. You are awesome. Good enough for me. Good enough for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean I can see like if you like go like one two tempered steel into an ember cleave. Yep, like, GG. Yeah, you just they're just a done. Yep. And it doesn't matter that like, you know, no offense, but most of your creatures are just trash. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. It's like Ginger Brute. Yeah. Yeah. I got a Ginger Brute. You have a a Jousting Dummy. Like, Ginger Brute is (laughs) far superior to Jousting Dummy. (laughs) Yeah. So I was playing... I forget forget who I was playing. I I think it was like an Esper Control deck or something, and I had like zero zero anything on the board. And I had a Heartfire and an Ember Cleave in my hand and like no creatures or anything. So, so at the end of their turn, I flashed out an Ember Cleave, like just to get it out of my hand, and then I immediately drew Ginger Brute, equipped the Ember Cleave, swing, <laughs> killed him. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Take eight. <laughs> yeah. Seems interesting. I've been wanting to uh, mess around with that uh, Jun list because I think I think I've said this one of the pre-show things that uh, mm-hmm. Demonic Embrace 
is like mm-hmm. exactly what the Jun like uh, Storm Herald list wants. Mm-hmm. It like gives your guy evasion, makes him big, and also you yeah. can just like buy it. it. Like lets you discard cards as well. You can, like just put yeah. on a dopey like two drop. Like hey, Meyer Triton attack for five on turn three, and if they kill it, you're like cool. Uh, I'll play another dopey Meyer Triton and then discard a card. Now I've got like more auras in my graveyard. Like it just does yep. everything that deck wants to do. So I've been wanting to try that deck with Demonic Embrace. Yeah, that card's kind of impressive too. That mono black list that I had you tweet out that yeah. uh, Mangucci that plays that Demonic Embrace too. And I tell you what, you haven't lived until you've suited up a Redding Regisaur with one of them after discarding it to Redding Regisaur. Oh yeah, you do get to just discard it to, card it to Reggie. Yeah. Um and then crack enter that in the air. Yeah, one, two, Reggie, flying Reggie. Yep. I mean, Regisaur though does kind of let you do a lot of ridiculous stuff. Cause if you think about like the there were like the Mardu decks or like the red black decks that were just like, I'm gonna go one, two, Reggie into Ambercleview. Yep. Like being a three mana seven six lets you do a bunch of dumb stuff. You just have to like, you know, Voltron on some evasion. Mm-hmm. That card was is has been way better than I thought it was going to be. Oh yeah, I thought that card was going to be terrible. Yeah, and just being a seven six idiot is uh, good yep. enough. Yep. Okay, so Pioneer, the format that is super cool, but. No one plays because it's not on arena, right? It that format has just fallen in this weird hole, <laughs> where like it was all anyone cared about and, until like, the pro tour, until the pro tour, yeah. and now no one cares about it, right? And like I think it's a good format. I think it is too. I mean, you can get into it for not a kidney, right? And you know that's what it we're does going powerful for. things, and it feels. Yeah different from other formats and yeah it, it does everything you want mm-hmm. so that was a long way of saying i've not really seen a lot of like pioneer stuff yeah no new tech nobody's no. really working on anything no i do think that like containment priest just like it's going to have a big impact in modern it's probably going to have an impact on pioneer like probably just even if it's not you know there's not like a reanimator deck mm-hmm. currently like it gives you just the fact that it exists gives you a way to keep like some unfair things in check. Yeah. yeah I mean, pioneer does have like some reasonable reanimation spells. Yeah. I mean, call of so. the death dweller, uh, Blood or for even bones. I think it's good. Yeah. Or even bringing back like, you know, silver smote, uh, yeah. Ghouls, with like Uros yep. or whatever, like just having that like safety valve of, you know, this can't ever get too, too good because there's containment priests laying around. Mm-hmm. Also, I bought the full art foil containment priests yeah. for $4 a piece. Yeah. Which is absurd. Mm-hmm. Like that yeah, is a beautiful mo- too. That is a modern playable. That is a card that will be like played in modern. It's legacy playable. He's playing legacy. Yeah, like it's like it's a card that you know should be thirty or forty dollars. So I'm like, I'll buy four full arts and four full art foils, and 
if these foils go to like seventy dollars in like two years, I'll just get off of them. Yep. Buy some reserve list stuff. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to think of if there's anything else that I've seen anyone talking about. Not really. But yeah, Pioneer is just kind of like I said, fallen in a hole. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a, like a dredge deck in Pioneer? Like you, you mentioned Silver Smoke Ghoul. And so, like prized amalgam is legal and Nerc Amoeba is legal. Yeah, I think that it could be something similar to the... I think it would be salt eye colors. Mm-hmm. And you could do something where you're doing a citrus applier, uh, mm-hmm. my favorite card in the format, Seder Wayfinder. Yep. And then some other way to mill yourself over. Like I think the second the like the other card to mill yourself over is a like you're you're kind of looking for a card there a little bit more. Yeah. Right, so you have those two cards, which are good, right? Um mm-hmm. Supplier and Seder Wayfinder. And now what's right. your other, like, enabler? And that's where you get to, like, is it uh, Merfolk Secret Keeper? Yeah, maybe. Is it, like, it's not Meyer Triton. Like, Meyer Triton's not yeah, enough not cards. Enough. Like, you know, or, like, Tomes, not Tome Scour. What's the one in the blue, like, Mill 5? This, like... A, a common from like M15, like it's awful. It's Jace's something, right? No, it's I thought it was Tome something, but whatever. No. Like, yeah, whatever. Like, those cards aren't quite there to enable mm-hmm. stuff, yeah. but you do have the you know, you have the rest of the package though. You have Silver Smoke, you have Prized Amalgam, you have Creeping Chill, you have Uro, and Narcomiba. Like, you have those Narcomiba. things. That you can have like the explosive, you know, like, hey, I'm going to mill three things and it just happened to be a Narcomoeba and a prized amalgam. Now I have mm-hmm. five power on the battlefield. Yeah. All right, cool. Like, we have a clock. Or, hey, I milled three things. And it was a creeping chill and a silver smoke ghoul. Mm-hmm. Cool. But yeah, I guess I just, I don't know what the other enabler needs to be to yeah. make it work. But there, there definitely is. Oh, I know the other enabler, and it's a good card. It's Grizzly Salvage. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We have Grizzly Salvage. Yep. So yeah, like there could definitely be something there, where you just kind of lean into all the graveyard stuff. Mm-hmm. And like you know, is a question of are these things good enough to stack up to uh, Demir Inverter? and breach or like yeah or breach i think that's the complaint people have had about the format is it's become super combo focused yeah which you know okay like i think breach is a deck you can hate out Mm -hmm. devere inverter is harder yeah it's a lot harder to hate out yeah when it's just like a pile of thought seizes and some a couple counter spells and then your combo right significantly harder to hate out but i think it's doable but yeah so like that has pushed the format to be like really aggressive to mm-hmm. you know stop the combos yeah. but yeah there's not anything that's jumped out as like oh hey this is the cool new tech for pioneer yeah now modern that is a different can of worms there is definitely <laughs> cool new tech for modern there, there's a couple new decks okay um, I, I don't know how tuned into modern you've been i've seen a lot of snoops 
Yep, that is uh that is the biggest new addition is Modern Goblins featuring Snoop. I think the jury's still out on what the right way to build this deck is. I have seen a few different ways to build it. One, s- one is just like goblins. Yeah. But there's also like a mid-range version. Have you seen that? No. Just it runs a bunch of Inquisitions, Thought Seizes, and okay. like basic mid-range stuff that just kind of like splinter twin combos and wins. Gotcha. I, I saw like the Saffron Olive build was like it was Jund for uh, Grumgully. Mm-hmm. So it was more of like a goblins okay. build, but it had like a Grum Gully, a um, like a murderous red cap, mm-hmm. one. Um, oh, that's kind of cute. One. Uh, what is it? What is the guy? The 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 putrid goblin. One in the black mm-hmm. for the two two with persist. Persist. Yeah. Yeah. So you have all of these. Um, so you have your main Harbinger Snoop Kiki combo, but yeah. then you also have like you can just back the old school red cap combo. Yeah, you have the old school red cap combo because you're playing oh gosh, the one mana one one that you skirt prospector. Skirt prospector, yeah. Yeah, so you're playing all these like random like one ofs that you can like ma- uh, matron for. Yeah. So and you can kind of just like cobble together, like oh. What's the? Uh, it, wasn't there a Modern Horizons card too? That like uh, is it Pashalik Mons? Pashalik Mons. You, you have to pay sack mana a goblin. to sack a goblin though. Oh, do you? Yeah, I think it's like one in the red. You sack a goblin and you make two. Oh, okay. They also it plays like its win conditions are like a sling gang commander. Mm-hmm. It's like I think they play like a sling gang and like a mog fanatic. Or like two yeah. sling gangs. But yeah, where you can just kind of play a kind of goblin-y, grindy deck. But then you also yeah. have this like just combo win. Some other cards that have shown up in Modern. There's Silver Smoke Ghoul. Mm-hmm. Which has kind of slotted into Dredge. Yeah, we talked about that in Pioneer just a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of a no-brainer for Dredge. Yeah, I don't know like how you build the deck to like maximize it right because yeah. you you only have the four creeping chills so you kind of have mm-hmm. four triggers to get right. back your guy but mm-hmm. uh you know if you have if you get two back at any point like you're right. you're pretty far ahead mm-hmm. and then uh we'd also mentioned like just containment priest being generally good i don't yeah. know if there's a specific deck that's playing it but it's just going to help every deck right right yep anything with access to white yeah uh which is you know kind of white job in modern is to just give people stony silence and rest in peace yeah it's the fun police yeah but like a card like containment priest makes it so if you thought that grishol brand was inconsistent before Right, yeah. Now it's unplayable. Yeah, now there's just a a higher percentage of decks that are just going to maybe have game one answers, where if you don't go off on turn one, they just Containment Priest you. Yeah, and And, like the the bad part about Containment Priest is that it's Flash, too, so you don't even really like know for sure that it's coming, so you go for your combo, and then you just get blown out, and there's no way you can recover. Yeah, you're like, uh, well, whatever it is. 
card, a uh, neoform, and they're like, cool, right. sack your thing, containment priest. It's like, right. oh. And you've just put all of your resources into trying to get your Gristle Brand in play. Yeah. And... You have no cards in hand, and they right. have a 2-2. And you're like, oh, I guess I die now. Yep. I'm going to die to and... this 2-2. Yep. And then the other card was Stormwing Entity that we kind of talked about a little bit earlier also. Yeah. Um, seen playing the spells decks or whatever. Yeah, so as like an extra card in Phoenix. any kind of Phoenix decks. And then yeah. I think there are some like blue-red spells decks that are kind of built on the back of, what is it, the, the Perfect Pet? Oh, yeah, Sprite Dragon. Sprite Dragon and, right, like cards like Gut Shot, right? A gut Shot hmm. lets you... Uh, oh, yeah. Gut Shot's really good with this. Yeah, it lets you get it down on turn two. Yeah. Uh, so you just like stick a 3-3 three, three, and you're like, okay, cool. Like you have those cards. I watched a Magic Rainbows video. Uh, sorry, Magic Ooh, I don't know Magic Rainbows. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, you, you know you know he got his... Uh, Magic Online made him change his name, right? No. Like a year and a half ago, uh, yeah. he got a notice from Wizards that his name was offensive because okay. he was Magic Aids. Yeah. And so they made him change his name and like they gave him suggestions and one of the suggestions suggestions was Magic Rainbows. So, <laughs> so his Magic Online name is Magic Rainbows. Oh, okay. But he was leaning super hard into Chandra's Incinerator. Yeah. So we had talked about needing like okay it's like oh rift bolt into lightning bolt play chandra's incinerator right uh, he took it a step further and was playing seal of fire okay that's kind of cute so you play seal of fire on turn one then on turn two you sack it you deal two damage and now you're in yeah. the same spot where you need like lava spike bolt or uh skewer the critics yeah to get to five damage to play your Chandra's Incinerator. Mm -hmm. So it gives you a little bit, it gives you more draws to be able to set up the Chandra inc Chandra's Incinerator on turn two play. Mm -hmm. Still has the same problems of, right, if you draw it late in the game, it's not going to do a whole lot, but, you know, right. it's a mono red deck. And he was playing yeah. it as like a as a budget deck, I think, uh, I think it was like $50. Yeah. So just to kind of show that this card was good enough to make a budget deck better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those are the things that have kind of found their way into modern thus far, but mm -hmm. it's definitely not like core 20 where it like broke three formats. Right. So, so I have a question for you. Okay. See if you can come up with the answer. Cause I don't know the answer. This article that I pulled off a of Reddit, that showed you know some of the upcoming cards and other formats shows that the number one most impactful card from core 21 in legacy is peer into the abyss okay do you have any idea where that card would see play in legacy would you play it and like sneak and show like you put I... that you like show and tell an omniscience and then you peer Maybe. And you draw half your deck, and then you just cast everything with omniscience. Maybe I don't know. Like, um, here's no a deck list. <clears throat> it's a one of in the sideboard of Storm. I guess you make a ton of mana with Storm, and then you draw half your deck, and then you win. Yeah, so, I mean, this is this is kind of a 
I don't I don't know a whole lot about Storm, but this seems like a weird version of Storm. Okay. Does it have Burning well, I mean, Wish? I guess it Yeah, it's for Burning Wish. Okay, so that's Tess. Yeah. So there's Ad Nauseum Tendrils. Which well, this is, has Ad Nauseum Tendrils also. Well, so you have Ad Nauseum Tendrils, which is your classic Storm with your like it's like black like black blue and you have like just past and flames mm-hmm. and then you have burning wish uh we have you have Tess, the epic storm which yeah. has chrome moxes yeah and usually doesn't play any win conditions in the main you have to burning wish for everything out of your sideboard okay uh so basically it just storms off differently but yeah i could see that where you like storm off get a bunch of mana and then you just draw your deck or yeah. half your deck half your deck and then with that you should be able to like go off again especially if you're yeah. playing like a bunch of lotus petals and chrome moxes a bunch of like free mana mm-hmm. sources to get started back up yeah. yeah it looks like all of these are storm decks okay i guess i could see that like draw you know draw 20 cards for Eight right. life or ten life, just or like something. another ad nauseum kind of. Yeah, just an extra ad nauseum that you like. You don't know when you're going to stop, but you. The trade off is is that you know exactly how many cards you're going to get, and how much life you're going right. to lose, and it right. can never kill you. Mm-hmm. So I'm at two. I'll draw twenty cards. I'll be at one. Yeah. And now I'll kill you. Okay, I can see that. Don't don't have a gut shot. You don't have a please don't have a gut <laughs> shot. I really I would really prefer you not to have a gut shot. But yeah. I guess I can see that. I did not look at that card and think Storm at all Yeah. when I saw it. Uh, yeah, me neither. I'm not a Storm player, though, so. I am very bad with that deck. Yeah. The worst legacy event I've ever participated in, I was playing Storm and just punting <laughs> my way around. It was yeah. bad. <laughs> so, yeah, like, that's a card, like, I can't in, like, good conscience say, like, buy some of those because they're like legacy playable because it's one of those things that like it's a one of in right. a deck that not a lot of people play and like those kind of cards usually don't have value right all right has there been any cool arena updates this week or anything going on in arena of not that i know worthwhile? of wild i think they fixed the black screen yeah I, I never had problems with the black screen so i don't know if they did or not I've I feel like I stopped getting it, so that's that's good. It's a plus. Yeah. It's uh, out on Mac now, right? Yeah, I have for Mac. I have not tried to download it yet, though. I did hear that it wasn't super stable on Mac. Oh, okay. That well, that you stinks. Know, yeah, stability issues are things they have to fix quickly. Yeah. So if that's an issue, they're gonna that's gonna be something they're gonna prioritize. So hopefully it yep. gets to the point where people can be like excited about it being on Mac because it actually works. Yeah. Anything else you heard about for Arena? No. I guess I'm interested in, like, I guess a week, right? On Thursday, the 16th is when Jumpstart's supposed this to come Thursday? to Arena. Uh, the 16th, right? Ne- Next Thursday. Next Thursday, yeah. Yeah, is when, yeah is when- I'm excited for Jumpstart. I want to play some. I also... I have a feeling that Jumpstart's going to get me more interested in Historic. Yeah, because there's just going to be a lot more to do. Yeah. And the Historic PT is in like a month and a half, right? 
Yeah, I think so. It's like beginning, middle, beginning or middle of August. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Hopefully they've fixed their at-home coverage issues. <laughs> yeah. So, well, with all that, I think we have a show. We do. A little, little later than normal, but hopefully we'll get back into the swing of things soon. We've got a little bit of homework to do. i got to shoot you that list as soon as we're done here. And I know we mentioned at the top of the show that you had made a TCG order. And independently from me even knowing you made a TCG order, I made a TCG order. So maybe we can put some of our sweet specs up in our Patreon-only finance room in Discord. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, so I'll go through my order and pick out some of my favorites and... Maybe you can take a couple of minutes to do the same and yeah, I let will, our patrons know. I will say that like the prices are like absurdly low. Like from the pre-sale to now, all the prices are like half. Yeah, or more. Not, or more off. It's just yeah. like, oh, uh, I think the only thing I didn't buy that I wanted was uh, like the promo pack eliminates. Yeah, I didn't get any of the promo pack stuff because I'm still like holding out hope that maybe I'll get to play an FNM at some point. Gotcha. So. Yeah, I won, I won a few foils of those. But yeah, other than great. that, I was able to get... That was the only thing that I was like, huh, that's too expensive. But everything else, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Did you get a promo pack um, Elvish Visionaries? Or Elvish Rejuvenate? No, what are they? Llanowar Visionaries? Llanowar Visionary, yeah, that's the one. No. No, I, I went the foils because... Uh, uh, what is it? Inverter. Everything that can be like an FM promo is yeah <laughs> in the deck. Okay. So I was like, well, I just have to get the eliminates now. Yep. So like you know, ops and fatal pushes and heartless acts. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm probably forgetting something. Are all FM promos? Uh, the discard spell, right? Oh, thought thought erasure. Thought erasure, yep. Yep. They are all FNM promos. So I'm like, well, now we've set precedent. So <laughs> keep on trucking. Gotta keep on, gotta keep on doing this. If I'm gonna buy these, I'll just buy those ones. Yep. So no, it would be nice to uh be able to play for them. Yeah. At some point in the future. Yep. So. I don't know if that's gonna happen or not, but No. Like I said, I I was I'm holding out hope, so I didn't order any F and M promos yet. Every time I go and look at how many new cases there are, there are in Ori County, yeah. it's like I can never go outside ever. <laughs> yeah, what was Saturday's number was like three hundred sixty something. Yeah, three hundred and like eighty four new cases. They had to change the uh, y axis on the graph because it was so yeah. much more than we had had on any other day. Yeah, I was like crazy. Oh, this is not good. Yeah. So. If you want to tweet at us how you're avoiding the Rona, (laughs) you can get at us at Casual Tripod on Twitter. Yep. You can uh, shoot us a message on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. Uh, Remember, I don't check it as diligently as I used to. Um, I still do check it a couple nights a week, but keep in mind it may may take a day or two before I get back to you. Um, I do check our email, show at CasualTryhardMTG.com. I check that every day. Uh, That's a pretty good way to get a hold of us. Um, I also have Discord on my phone, so whenever anybody posts something up in Discord, I get an alert and can tend to it that way. So if you want to hop in our Discord, you can get at us either on Facebook or Twitter and follow our pinned link there. 
Also down in the description is our pinned Discord link. Um, if you can't find our Discord through any of those ways, by all means, shoot us a message and we can send you a personalized link just for you because we like you. Yes, we do. <laughs> Don't forget, if you want to help the show out, uh, use our TCG affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. TCG Player has probably the best prices of anybody around because it's a competitive market-based system. Anything you purchased after following that link, we will get a very small percentage of to help pay for our hosting costs, keep the show going. If you want to support us a little bit more directly, you can do that at patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. We have uh, some bare-bones Patreon perks right now. Eventually, we will expand them. Uh, right now, our patrons get early access to show notes. Uh, they I usually post them up a day before the show goes live let our patrons get a sneak peek about what's going to happen that week in the show. And we also started recording, recording our uh, pre-show ramblings, which are completely unscripted. You never know what you're going to get. Sometimes it's about the show. Sometimes it's about whatever we feel like talking about because we never get to see each other anymore. Yeah. Um, so if you want to be to that, I usually post that up on Tuesdays. With that, we will catch you on the internet. We'll catch you on the internet. <laughs>